Sri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 715, Sarvasu Nilayaha. Those who are familiar with Sanskrit will recognize the word Nilaya, or even we find houses, traditional old houses, they may be called something, something Nilaya. Uh, <clears throat> So it means a residence or abode. This name is similar to some of the previous names you've had previously. Uh, Sannivas, Bhutavasa. The general meaning or the, the main meaning or the most apparent meaning is the abode and support of all living beings. So it's very similar to Bhutavasa. Uh, but still, there are nuances and we can investigate them. The three words here, which make up the, the name Sarva, Sarvasu Sarva, means all, every, each. Asu uh, is from the, just like Asti. It's to be, is, existing. Uh, it can also, the word Asu is also used to refer to life, breath, pran, or qi in Chinese way of thinking. Uh, and nilia, I already explained. Mm. So the, uh, the, the meanings can all be summarized in one. The sum total of the, the meanings put together so all beings dwell in him and have him as their support during their existence in this world and in the time of dissolution also when they all enter into him. And Baladev Vidyabhushan gives another meaning. But the, the other commentators, they all interpret. Well, there are different, again, there are different nuances on this name. Uh, Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vishnu, Krishna. He is the necessary and essential support for his true devotees who cannot live without him. Necessary, essential. The, for the devotees, he is everything. He, they cannot live without him. We cannot live without food. We cannot live without air in, in this material situation. So devotees feel like that. They feel suffocating, crushed without him. Notice the adjective true, true devotees. How much are we, artha, desirous of money, artharati, approaching the Lord in distress, uh, when we feel that Without him, it's like a fish being out of water, feeling very uncomfortable. Then we can say, and, and just about to die, just a totally distressed situation. Then we, then we can think that we are real devotees. Uh, Parashrabhata. The, the, remember the name, uh, uh, the abode and support of all souls? Well, to suffer. All souls includes the devotees, and whatever the, the Lord is, all beneficial for everyone. He's Suharidam Sarvabhutanam. He's a friend of all living beings. 
But again and again and again, we'll find in the descriptions of the understandings of the name in Moshu Sahasranama, especially coming from the Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya, that they emphasize very much that yes, he's the, he is the maintainer, the support, the friend of all living beings, but he especially is very much concerned with his devotees. That is his greatest glory. So, uh, Parashrabhata of the Sri Sampradaya, he is the indispensable support for his devotees. Yeah, they cannot live without him. Sarva prana alambanam sarva sunilaha. So, alambana means the support or the abode. Uh, from Mahabharat, Uttarakhanda, describing how Krishna arrived in Hastinapur. Asuryameva suryena nivatimeva vayuna Krishnena samupetena jahrishye bharatampuram when, he when Lord Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, entered Hastinapura, the people, they felt such a joy, it was just like as if they'd been in a, locked up in a, the kind of joy that you can imagine of someone who had been locked up in a dark place for a very long time, you can imagine being put in a prison with just a very little light, dark and damp and dull and, and then at last you're released and you come out into the sunlight ah oh, how nice so just like that just that their, their lives the residents of Hastinapur had felt that their lives were just completely miserable and dank and nothing just dark without Krishna everything is dark and Krishna comes ah now everything is bright and beautiful again uh, or uh, in an area where it's uh, the, another analogy is given, Krishna's coming, he was like a cool breeze blowing, blowing in, just like we experience here in India in the hot season. Sometimes the day is very not sometimes, every day. The day is very hot. But sometimes it's very, very hot and there's not even a slight breeze. And life pretty much shuts down. I mean, even the, even the monkeys who are used to jumping around in the heat of the afternoon, that's the hottest time of day, they'll just find some shady spot and just sit. Just, just waiting, hoping for some coolness. So in such a situation, when at last the temperature starts to decrease, as the sun begins his journey, uh, or, or starts you know, setting on the western horizon, then a breeze blows, cool breeze. Ah, so nice, so pleasant. Of course, there's no re no real way to describe Krishna, how people 
how the devotees feel in the presence of Krishna. It's just like we try to compare the, the poets. They, they, they say Krishna's face is just like so many moons we have in Chaitanya Charitamrita. 22 and a half moons Krishna is compared to so many moons. But sometimes the, the poets, they also uh, apologize to Krishna that I've insulted you by comparing you to the moon when you're so much more beautiful. It's, it's not a proper analogy. But what can we do? In this world, the moon is so beautiful. And then, if we want to say someone's face is very beautiful, we say, beautiful like the moon. What, what else shall we say? Krishna is incomparably beautiful. Uh, so that's not the topic under discussion here exactly, that Krishna is the giver of life to his devotees, but it's by his, his qualities. It's, it's not by injecting them with some drug and they start some amphetamines and they start jumping around. Sometimes people used to think like that in the Western countries where they saw our devotees dancing in the streets ecstatically. They used to think, oh, they must be on some drugs because they're expecting young, unconventional people. At that time, there was a whole clan of them, and uh, the hippies. They used to take drugs. They were famous for that. And then they would act in an unusual way. And the devotees at that time, they were mostly from the ranks of hippies. So the devotees weren't taking drugs. They were taking the drug, the intoxication of Krishna, 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 uh, Krishna consciousness, and they were dancing ecstatically. But it was so unusual for people at that time, uh, they, they couldn't relate to it, and they thought, well, they must be taking drugs. So Krishna acts like that. People may act very unusually because they're so overwhelmed with the bliss of Krishna, which is very unusual in this material world. Because in this material world, everyone is trying to get blessed without Krishna. But Krishna is the support and the abode of his devotees who live in, a, in many ways in a different consciousness, a different world. They're, they're conscious of the world. Sarva jangam dekaina dekaitar murti savatra hoi savatra svarta hoi tar ishtadeva murti. People uh, live in this world, they see everything. Devotees also see, uh, live in this world, they see the same things. But they don't exactly see it because they see everything in relation to Krishna. They like to see Krishna. They're looking for Krishna. Where is Krishna? So in this way, the devotees, when they actually see Krishna, this example Parashabhata has given from Mahabharata, that, ah, the people, they're just feeling uh, very uncomfortable without Krishna. But then when Krishna comes, ah, they feel as if they got their life back because Krishna is their very life. Then uh, another Vaishnava Acharya, Anangara Acharya. He is called Sarvasu Nilaya because their very life depends upon him and they're captivated by him. Everyone means the devotees. 
Shankara slightly um, well he takes it to mean Asura's pran so Krishna is the abode of the life all the lives exist within him but he takes it to mean uh, that Krishna is pran he is the jiva now in Shankara's Advaita understanding the jiva is Bhagavan but we can understand it as also that um, Krishna is the jiva in the in the in the more that the jiva is he things which are equal if you say equal a equals b then b should equal a but we can we can say more that the jivas are Krishna in as much they are part and parcel of him and they partake in his nature. That's more correct or more apt than saying Krishna is the jiva. Because Krishna is the jiva in as much as everything is inseparable from him and particularly mamai vangsho jiva loke jiva bhuta sanatanaha all living beings are parts and parcels of him. But it's not that he partakes of the jiva. The jiva partakes of the nature of him. When the jiva is in Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, manashashtan indriyani prakriti sthani karshati. Otherwise, they don't partake, partake in Krishna's nature. Otherwise, they become like sparks which have fallen out of the fire and they become dull and lifeless. So in one sense Krishna is the Jiva. And that, that actually is one of the names in Vishnu Sahasranama and Jiva. He is life. He's the support for all the life in every living being. That's that can be taken in that way. Jivanam Sarva Bhuteshu, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. Every living being, uh, what's the distinct characteristic of every living being? They're living. That's why they're called a living being. Uh, that, that distinguishes them from other beings. So the life, what's the life? Krishna. So that's the understanding we can take from this. Radha Krishna Shastri gives the understanding that he is the final resting for all living beings at the time of universal destruction, pralayam. Uh, <clears throat> At that time, all the living beings in material existence, they all come to the same place. They all enter within the body of the Maha Vishnu, Karanadakarshai Vishnu. All, all the universes, all are withdrawn into Krishna. Matter is withdrawn into him. Matter stops being differentiated and uh, in an undifferentiated state resides within him as do all the living beings so in that time they all abide within they all abide within him they all dwell within him during the outgoing breath of vishnu during the when all the universes and the living beings are manifest during that time, there is a sense of separateness from Krishna. So, 
although intrinsically we all abide in Krishna, we all live in Krishna, but when at the time of dissolution, during that period, during the night of Brahma, uh, well, no, no, that's in Garbhadakshari Vishnu, but it, if we're going to talk, yeah, we can talk about one universe or we can talk about all the universes. Um, then, yeah, there's the destruction is there, universal destruction during the nighttime of Brahma, and then total, complete shutdown. Talk about a lockdown. <laughs> How long will the lockdown go on? Um, 311 trillion years. That's the length of uh, Brahma's day, and it's the length of his night also. Getting fed up of the lockdown? Better go back home, back to Godhead. You don't want to be locked down. So locked down in the body of Vishnu. They're, all the living beings reside in him. Baladei Vidyabhushan gives a different meaning. He's, he's um, in this series of names, he's giving meanings in these particular names in this section of Vishnu Sastranam. He is giving meanings in relation, particularly in relation to the Pandavas and the Yadavas. So uh, Baladev says he is known as Saravasu Nilaya because he is the abode of the life of the Pandavas and the Yadus. And that's true of all living beings, that's true of all devotees, but Baladev is concentrating on this. So these names, we've just had a few names in which it's been discussed how everything lives in him and he lives in everything and everyone. So just a few lessons we can derive from this. Uh, he's in everyone, everyone lives in him, everything belongs to him. So we should think that we are living in his house as servants. If you live in a house, we're, we're a servant. He's the proprietor of the entire universe. Everything belongs to him. We may say, well, I don't want to be in, I don't want to live in his house, but we don't have any choice because there's nowhere we can go, which is not in, it's not under his jurisdiction. So as understanding that we are servants within his house, then we will be very happy. Our constitutional position I think it's not there in the West anymore. It's the, the idea of democracy has become so uh, instilled in the cultural consciousness of the people. But there is, otherwise all over the world, there was a class of people who were servants and they knew their position as servants and they were quite happy to be a servant. Uh, they're quite happy, just like a fish in water. They don't know anything else. They they do the service. They, there's the master. They treat the master with respect, and um, they they do whatever their service is, and they're maintained, and they're happy like that. And they don't aspire for something which is impossible for them, which is to become the master. So in this way, society went on for so long, and we'll find in, still in many societies throughout the world, this idea of equality for everyone brings dissatisfaction because there's all, 
there's always someone above us, unless you're Bill Gates or something. Uh, but otherwise, people are living in dissatisfaction because they have the idea, I'm intrinsically equal, but I'm not actually equal. And so they feel dissatisfaction. So, uh, in Krishna consciousness, we understand that I'm not intrinsically equal to the Supreme Lord. I'm living by His grace. Let me just serve Him. That's where that's what I belong. That's what I do. And be happy on that platform. And stop having these fantastic, impossible ideas that I'll become equal to Him. Uh, either by trying trying to become like God by becoming a great materialist and trying to own so many things and control so many people, be a great philanthropist and show how I'm benefiting people. These are all ways of trying to take the position of God. Another way to try to take the position of God is to imagine oneself to have become God by aham brahmasmi, I am Brahman, I am God, some imaginary spiritual idea. Uh, but simply if we accept the actual fact, Krishna is supreme, I'm not, Ishavashamidam sarvam, everything here in this world belongs to him and is under his control. So why not just accept our position and serve him? We live in him, we live by his grace, so it's just a matter of politeness or acceptance of our position that we are meant to serve him and we should serve him. Uh, and another understanding, we live in him, we live in his abode and he lives in us so whatever we can do, we can do by His grace and not take credit for anything we do, uh, just accept. Anything we can do is by His grace. And this way we can live happily in this world and go to Krishna in the next life. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Vancha Kalpata Rubhyas Chakripa Sindhubya Evacha. Patita Nam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha. Dante Nidhaya Chernakang Padeya Nipatya. Kritva Chaka Kushatame Tadaham Ramimi. Hey, Sadhava Sakala Eva Vihaya Duraj Chaitanya Chandra Charne Kuruta Nuragaha.